the one who has the power to give won't he have the power to know we are waiting for god to make things happen but maybe god is waiting for us to perform our action our karma welcome to the podcast karma is supreme it is one thing to call oneself spiritual or think oneself as a spiritual person and it's another thing to perform one's actions in the spirit of the highest good today we are going to meet such a soul who is changing india for the highest good today we are with the co-founder of one such organization that is giving us the solution of fixing potholes saurabh kumar let us find out how this man is helping our nation saurabh welcome to the show karma is supreme thank you so much kashish uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show and uh, yeah, i'm looking forward to uh, sharing the journey that i've had so far <laughs> thank you so saurabh let's start with your introduction like i would just ask you how do you see yourself how do you define yourself in short i uh, define myself uh, with a quote uh, that i really like and i have combined two quotes that uh, connects very much in my life one is of uh, mahatma gandhi okay. be the change that you want to see in the world and right. another is from uh, richard branson uh, mm-hmm. where he says that you know if there is an opportunity that comes to you know you and you don't know how to uh, do it say yes say and yes. figure out later yes yeah. <laughs> right I combine both these and make my uh, you know i have made my life uh, mantra that when life gives you an opportunity to make a difference jump mm-hmm. into it and then figure mm-hmm. out do it the right so, nice. you know i i see <laughs> thank you so i see more uh, you know myself as a problem solver than a you know a person who crips about a problem that exists in front of me in short right. that's who i am okay problem solver okay so if i'm not wrong you were a software developer is that right of course i mean i started my career with uh, hewlett packard at, uh, packard as a some software professional uh, in bangalore yeah after graduating in 2014 i have worked there for 3 years as a you know a software professional so yeah the initial part of my journey was into you know writing codes and uh, in the it industry like are you still a software developer or have you left the job and then you came into this so it's it's long back uh, in 2017 my life uh, completely changed and you okay. know with this i would like to you know uh, tell you about the story that happened and that's a real life story my life story how i ended up from uh, being a software professional and now uh, you know running a company which is solving one of the biggest problems that our nation and you know uh, the world is also facing which is potholes and bad roads right so uh, i think it was uh, you know around uh, september october you know kind of time uh, in 2015 2015 yeah, okay. actually in 2015 when the first time i i <clears throat> sorry uh, when i first read a news article that uh, somebody died because of a pothole accident yes and uh, yes. i don't know it just triggered triggered emotions inside me saying that uh, was that person really supposed to die on a pothole i mean uh, has anybody in fact for a matter of fact taken birth to die on a pothole yes and right. is this a issue can be solved or not so that was a question that was mm-hmm. you know, ringing 
across my head almost every day mm-hmm. and you know what what happens is when you are aligned towards one thought you get to hear and read only those kind of issues right so yes. i was in my news feed in my facebook feed whatever videos i was watching whatever news i was watching i could see only potho related accidents and deaths mm-hmm. and i i just you know one day i was asking myself i was just i was just thinking i was sitting in my office and i was thinking that uh, you know the next victim can be me uh the next victim can be one of my friends because all mm-hmm. of us have you know two wheeler we drive on the road Right. So, uh, what should I do? I mean, shall I keep uh, you know writing quotes, sitting behind behind the laptop, and uh, see what is happening around me, or shall I you know be uh, somebody who can take action? But how do we? Do, how do I do that? I mean, I have no background in civil engineering, right? It is completely a different uh, area of operation, and I don't know how to do that. I don't want to become a road contractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is how I see this. But then you know, I I somehow felt that. if there is a problem there has to be a solution to it it can't be that you know this problem has no solution mm-hmm. so i started looking for as a citizen what can i do how can i contribute to the society becoming a better place mm-hmm. uh, you know i always relate to this uh, you know small little story uh, which is very close to my heart uh, when mm-hmm. you know a king intentionally places a big stone in the middle of the road to see how people of his uh, constituency are reacting to that Okay. a lot of people complain that one small little girl who tried to you know just push that stone apart away from the road and she mm-hmm. found a treasure and suddenly the entire village oh. uh, started you know searching for stones kept on the road and then the king appears and <laughs> <saying that, laughs> yeah and nice. the says that a nation as good as its people are yes if right. the community is not responsible for what is happening in and around you cannot expect the nation to be good so that yes. that is very close to me i said i mean i i don't want to be another person uh who is only craving and complaining about the problem that i see so mm-hmm. i said okay let me find out a solution if there is exists mm-hmm. uh, there exists a solution and uh, what do we do i mean uh, we have google at our disposal so i started writing that uh, do we have any solution which fixes potholes without me being a civil engineer mm-hmm. uh, couldn't find out relevant materials Uh, then i started bugging my friend from civil engineering chemical engineering that guys i mean if you know a magical product which i can just apply without you know applying a brain so, so you did not know anything apply. about it nothing i'm mean, clueless i mean oh, wow. i have all, all we have seen i mean i'm sure that you would have also seen is you know the bitumen lorry trucks that comes with road roller and big machinery yeah, right. toxic fume that's, right. that's the image that comes to our mind right without right. a road roller can you imagine road work to be done <laughs> i mean it's impossible hmm. so, not in that time now i can <laughs> so yeah so i was like you know i i don't want to be in that state but i'm hmm. sure that there would be a product which i can hmm. just use it like you know a quick fix that maybe in a liquid form i just pour it becomes hard and you know nobody hmm. knows who did that but you know the problem is fixed i don't yeah. know how many i can do but i can do whatever i can see Yeah. So you know the journey started from there. So uh, interestingly, I found out about a product which was not there in India, but it was there in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I figured out how to import that product, it was mm-hmm. costing me more than my monthly salary. Okay. So I was like, okay, I mean, uh, this clearly is not working out. So mm-hmm. this this journey of research and development, my own research and development, you know, sitting behind the laptop, uh, it continued for a while. 
I think it was January 2017. I clearly remember when I read this newspaper article uh, that Pothol Raja is fixing potholes in Bangalore. Okay. And that got me really excited. I mean, I I am firm. I am a very firm believer that when you are constantly trying to uh, work towards one particular thing, yes. the universe somehow inspires you to bring closer to that. Yes, absolutely. And so this this word that you read, Pothol Raja, you you read in there. So, so basically, yeah. uh, uh, this this brand name that it originated from there. What you read in the newspaper? It actually originated from my partner founder, uh, Doctor Pratap. Okay. Pradha. Okay. Uh, he founded Pothol Raja in uh, 2016 September. Okay. So he had started fixing potholes. Uh, you know, and that's why a small little news media coverages started happening. And one of the newspaper article is what I read in 2017 January. I said, okay. I mean, I have been. searching about this for last 8 and months and there is a person who is doing that let me join him can i be yes. a volunteer to you know, just uh, be there and he is in bangalore so you, i don't have even oh, nice. travel anywhere else yeah so i called him up i said that you know what i have been thinking about the same thing can i join mm. you as a volunteer as possible mm. and just see the luck he said tomorrow morning we are fixing potholes why don't you join me i said happily oh, i mean i would love to and you know lot of emotions were there i i was there 5:30 in the morning uh, okay. it's very famous bangalore called st john's hospital junction mm. so i was there and i was very very uh, you know uh, looking forward to what is the product that this guy is using right i mean i have been researching a lot about that mm. and to my surprise it was same product that i was you know doing the research which i couldn't import from the us and it got me oh, wow. fascinated I, okay This is interesting, and yeah. uh, that was the first time. It was you know January twenty uh, seventeen, the first time when I fixed pothole uh, from my own hand, and mm-hmm. I you know even when I'm, I'm narrating this to you, I can relive that entire moment. Uh, you know yes, the way it started off. I came in mm-hmm. my two wheeler, parked my vehicle, and then you know people gathered, and it was also mm-hmm. a radio campaign that we were doing at that time. And and clearly, when when we had fixed potholes, people recognized that these are volunteers, and yeah. you know, people stopped by, took hand. They said thank you so much for doing this, mm-hmm. and you know, it got me goosebumps. I mean, I had never done some like that in my entire life. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I can't even remember when was the last time somebody, a random person, came to me and said thank you so much for whatever you were doing. So, mm-hmm. not for software development. No, Nobody said thank you for your software development. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be formal email saying that okay, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that also. This is a really, really noble work that you are doing, and I'm pretty impressed by it. Uh, tell me one thing, like you said that when you read the news about you know this um, pothole, and then um, it got into you that it should be there should be solution for this, but. there are many news that we read every day in the newspaper so so what really stuck you what really went into your head that this is the one thing that i'll be doing in my life and i'll i'll be leaving my software development work and doing only this so so what was that motivation what was that inspiration that led you to this path completely so you know uh, when i was taking a call of uh, finally quitting my job and completely jumping into this Mm-hmm. Uh, along with pratap uh, by that time pratap was doing this all alone and okay. i had an interaction with him just 
discussion saying that you know what i want to leave my job and uh, jump into this full time because mm-hmm. i see that this is not just a problem of bangalore but the entire country and you know yeah. we need to have a full focused approach rather than you know once a, once in a weekend once in a month kind of thing of yeah. course it's fulfilling but it's not that fulfilling so uh, when i was uh, i had decided that you know this is what i want to do in my life and mm-hmm. of course uh, a lot of feedback uh came from my parents as well because you know they said i have completely gone mad living a good lucrative life yeah. in it and you know, right i can completely life. understand right. that i have been there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they were like you know are you very are you, are you sure that uh, you know uh, you're going to do this because nobody is going to get married to you i mean who marries a you know person who is <laughs> you know not even this is <laughs> one question that that indian parents have nobody is going to marry you I like okay. I mean, life is uh, you know much more. I mean, I'm not saying that that won't happen, but yeah, this yeah. is what, who I am. I figured it out. So I was actually you know recollecting uh, that why I mean I'm connected to only road safety related related things. Hmm. Uh, this took me to my childhood uh, when I used to come back from my school. Hmm. Whenever I used to see stones, small little stones on the road, hmm. it was my habit that I used to. just you know flick it away from the road thinking that you know maybe a somebody coming in a bicycle might topple and you know yeah even i do that all the time yeah yeah so, i mean uh, that was one memory that i said okay i think there is some connection that you know with road safety aspect that i yes. really connect to and another another very interesting memory that i had was during uh, you know the holiday summer holidays when i used to go to my uh, you know grandparents house so we used to live, live in an apartment and uh, mm-hmm. power cut during the evening was you know very common cities as well mm-hmm. so this is my uh, you know uh, now right now my hometown ranchi i i come from ranchi jharkhand okay so what i used to do was uh, i whenever i used to see on the road somebody walking uh, of course no street light nothing i used to just you know uh, turn on the the torch and i used to guide them till wherever i could till the wow. light was there and you know that used to give me that satisfaction and when i was taking this call that i i really want to leave my job and jump into something unorthodox mm. right i mean yeah. completely not related to who I am, what i have been doing in my entire life mm. but the question was there that why only road safety why not any other activity right any yeah. other problem there are tons yeah. of them, as you said right why only road safety these two incidents really you know were they very close to my heart and i uh, when i uh, just reflected said that you know i think i have the answer i i actually don't need to go back further and uh, uh, see that what else i want to do in my life and mm-hmm. one thing that i had uh, just i told myself that this is a lifetime opportunity for you saurabh yes. when you will be 40 don't go back and say you know say that you had an opportunity to make a difference and you did not and you did you not do it through your life yeah yeah mm-hmm. so you wanted to choose a life which everybody else is doing Yes. so you have this opportunity there will be people your parents will not support you nobody will probably stand with you but this mm-hmm. is your call yeah and i said no i know a uh, lot of people will be un- unhappy with my decision but mm-hmm. uh, i need to be happy if i am not happy probably i wouldn't be able to keep anybody happy around me absolutely so let me just jump into <laughs> so that's how my journey started and in september i had put my papers in my uh, my job by mm-hmm. november i had joined uh, pratap so after you know uh, one year it it became from one one man army it became two men army so we both were 
you know engaged in this activity and uh, seeing about what is the best that we can do to make our roads much more safer so after leaving your job like in just within 2 months you met pratap i actually met him in january 2017 and i left my okay. job in september 2017 so it was a period of over 6 6 months that you know i had spent a lot of time with him understanding okay. how this works from where the funds come and mm. who pays for it i mean the question was i mean we are fixing portals but who is paying for it yeah and there has to be a source of and it's not right. a, a construction related activity so definitely there has to be somebody who is you know doing that uh, individuals right. have their own capacity donations and contribution but mm. largely what's the source hmm i had got a fair bit of idea but i said i want to jump into this and explore what 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 next nice so you basically understood the whole system and then you decided that now i'm going to leave my job and get into this space completely not really i wouldn't say that i understood the entire system i was just convinced that this is what i want to do in my life that was enough for okay. me okay okay rest i figured out when i started this journey i figured out how to you know reach out to people who possibly can give csr fundings yeah. and maybe you know other avenues but you are in the marketing phase also are you uh you know the, in the journey when we run our own you know company or a firm you are the pn you are the marketing guy you are the sales guy you are the admin guy you are the operations yes. guy so yes basically yes. you know do everything and yeah. you know, uh, i love sales and marketing i i remember that i used to hate sales to my core okay. mm. to the core of my heart i used to you know if somebody would say sales mm. i would cut them away at least 10 feet from my face okay. eventually i fell in <laughs> i eventually i fell in love with sales i i realized the power of sales professional i realized the mm. power of marketing what's mm-hmm. the right way of convincing what is the right way of marketing whatever you are doing i mean even though we are doing solving a problem which is a societal problem a civic related problem mm. but even there you know the the convincing has to be there right how do you reach out to the right set of people who mm. would understand what your journey is who would yes. want to be partner you know in whatever we are doing so yes i mean i i, I enjoy sales and marketing but, but how did it go from hating a sales professional to you know sales person to loving this realizing this hour of marketing and selling how did it go from what made you realize that see when you don't get at the end of the month if you don't have money right it makes you uh, it teaches you everything yeah right <laughs> <laughs> right of social entrepreneurship not at all easy yes uh, people do connect with the problem that you solve but nobody is willing to Uh, a very few people i wouldn't say nobody but very few people very understand few people. and would want what what you are basically doing absolutely so you know three year of my software journey had zero interaction with client it was only mm-hmm. you know that i had a task do that and deliver that that's it yeah. team meetings you can you know, say that this is what we have done blah 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 and your job is done hmm. uh, over here if i don't go and talk to my prospect clients mm-hmm. i wouldn't have me at the end of the month i wouldn't mm-hmm. have money to pay my rent i wouldn't have money to pay for my bills so right. it was me basically who had to do that and i chose that path for myself mm-hmm. so i clearly remember the first sales call which i had done to a csr head of a company mm-hmm. uh, it, it for me it sounded like i was selling credit card <laughs> <laughs> i can understand that <laughs> 
I could I could sense that the other person had also sensed that I was selling a credit card, and the mm. phone phone was shut. We are not, you know, we are not interested in such kind of activity. So please right. try and take a call later. Right. <laughs> and that was the first time I was I got a reality check saying that you know, uh, boss, this is not going to be easy. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, uh, making somebody even take out a rupee from their pocket is yes. a very very right. Nobody can you know just give money like that. Uh, yeah. So that's where you know the, the journey started, and uh, I. i would like to share a small little story yeah uh, i you know i think we all have seen know that uh, you know encyclopedia selling guys used to come saying that you know oh I yeah, yeah. i have met <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, and and it has eventually transformed into somebody coming and selling agarbatti somebody coming sell, selling you know the uh, the cloth material yes 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 so one day what happened was uh, you know my uh, i think it was a sunday uh, afternoon so one guy came to my house said that you know what i'm selling a cloth piece and it is as good as the raymond's cloth that you buy in the in the shop you please touch mm-hmm. it and feel it mm-hmm. so this guy he was he would be probably in his maybe 17 18 years of you know age not more than that mm-hmm. but the conviction that he had he made me touch the fabric i i actually okay. touched the fabric i had no intention of buying but mm-hmm. i got into the you know the whatever he was saying Mm-hmm. i was interested in knowing more about how you know why he is selling whatever he is selling mm-hmm. uh i asked him how you know how how uh, from where did you get this why are you doing this he so made he you interested say, yeah he made me interested I, i and i was also taking interest because i wanted to learn that how is this mm-hmm. guy from ringing the bell he made me touch the fabric he made mm-hmm. me at least had clear intentions i don't want to buy mm-hmm. but he caught me thinking it was just mm-hmm. 250 bucks per mm-hmm. meter i said i had no no did you buy of, it? you know stitching ha uh, to buy it or you know to have a cloth stitched but i i still somewhere back of my head i wanted to buy that oh so then you know i i got then i got into chat with him understood his life journey what he's up to i understood that you know whatever he was telling are all stories everything mm-hmm. was fake he was a master <laughs> okay. in the art okay <laughs> He knew about the fabric. I mean, a person who is very confident, he can't be a truck driver. Mm. He said he is a truck driver mm. because the truck is parked outside the city during the mm-hmm. day daytime. He can't go past the city, so this is what I do in the daytime. Okay. Which was clearly not not true because he knew inside out about the fabric. Then he said that you know what, my uncle was a tailor. I used to stitch clothes and all. So this okay. is how I know about fabric. Okay. But the point was, I really enjoyed the conversation. i thought this you know uh, this was a thing that stuck to my head that if i can have somebody interested in the conversation for even mm-hmm. a minute mm-hmm. the first achievement that he or she might not be interested there but yeah. he will go back and think about okay so i met saurav and he had something interesting you know mm-hmm. maybe i can take his services right. or maybe i can recreate later on so what is that i have to do so that whoever i talk to can they be interested in the first two lines that i say just the yeah. first two lines it's not i mean the attention span is very less i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure that you would be going to a lot of conferences how many people remember us everybody mm-hmm. meets 100 absolutely right. right so what's that first opening line you know we call that elevator pitch that in an yeah. in an elevator can you impress somebody <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know work really, really on that hard on that 
Mm. And uh, it just came with multiple failures. Uh, a lot of people uh, not, I mean, I used to be a, always a shy guy. Mm-hmm. How do you just go and barge into somebody who's already talking, saying that, hey, you know what, I'm sorry when I do this. You basically Offensive. went from, yeah, and, and I was like thinking that you basically went from being an introvert software developer to an extrovert social entrepreneur. <laughs> Absolute change. I mean, I, I keep saying that, you know what, you leave me at, in, a, in a room full of 100 people who, where I have to network, I'll, I'll make sure that I talk to all 100 of them. Mm. Or if I don't have that uh, uh, luxury of time, I'll ensure that I do something that everybody knows who I am. Because right. that's, that's where my net worth is. I mean, if people don't know who I am, Nobody's mm-hmm. gonna get back to me. Of right? course, yeah. So, so that's that. You know, it, the life life actually changed, and uh, you know, I was reflecting at my journey last week when I was in my hometown. That what have I achieved in the last four years? Mm-hmm. Uh, this came to with the, the top of my list. That from being somebody who would hardly go and speak to somebody who I don't know met for the mm-hmm. first time, I can now go and have a conversation confidently to anybody. Nice. Nice. Whoever it is. Very nice. That I can see right so, now. <laughs> so tell me something like, um, did it ever, um, you know, did this idea ever came to you that maybe I made a mistake leaving my job? Did it ever occur to you? So, you know, uh, when I was leaving my job and uh, I was deciding that this is going to be my future. Mm-hmm. I had told this to myself that the day when I sleep with a single doubt in my head that I think this is not working out, mm-hmm. I'll start looking out for something else the next day. Until mm-hmm. today, a lot of ups and downs have happened, you know, yeah. from being, you know, like two, three months without any money, no revenue, the projects were hung, the money was not hitting our account. Mm-hmm. Even during that time, until now, I have never slept with this thought that what I'm doing is not right. So this has never occurred to me. And I, you know, I proudly, uh, you know, wear the t-shirt, you know, you can see him and I, I can see also I'm wearing the portrait. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so I'm sure that, you know, I, I, whenever I go out, step out of the house, I'm wearing only my, you know, my brand that I have. And that's, that's. That's a confidence that I have in whatever I'm doing. And until now, there nice. has never been a day which, you know, has uh, given me doubt that what am I doing? I mean, <laughs> this mm-hmm. probably is not going to work out. So mm-hmm. I only see the silver lining and just try to, you know, move ahead. That's really nice. So, so sort of uh, one more thing, like, um, you know, no, no one, not other people are, you know, they're not that lucky. People are not that lucky that they find a partner for their work like this. But you were lucky enough to find Pratap with you and you came to know about all those things and he was working with the same um, material that you wanted to work with, you know. So what advice would you give to the people who are looking out for a partner or who want to have a partner or have a team um, for their work you know, the social work that they are doing and how would, how should they go about finding a partner and what do you look for in a partner? 
See, I think it's very important that uh, you know you spend a good amount of time with that person before you decide that you know you just basically if you're running a firm, you basically marry that person. Like yeah. It's as as good as getting married to that person. Right. Right. Uh, when uh, right from 2017 January till September, uh, I had spent a lot of time with you know Pratap and you know understanding his life journey, what he was up to, uh, mm-hmm. what I was getting into. His background mm-hmm. is very interesting as well. He was a fighter pilot in the Air Force. He used to fly okay. Jaguar aircrafts. Unfortunately, okay. after a crash, he had to move out of uh, you know the Air Force, and then he uh, started his journey in the corporate world. So oh. he had 10, 11 years of experience in corporate before he left uh, HP as his last employment. He was a global vice president of HP. Okay. Uh, from 2011, he was you know running his own companies and multiple uh, you know uh, firms as an entrepreneur and as a, as a management consultant. But for mm-hmm. me, that was a fresh connection. I had never, you know, met him. But mm-hmm. I spent good amount of time with him to understand what kind of person that, uh, you know, that I'm gonna pro- probably work with. I mean, when I had met him, I had no intention of leaving my job. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably was looking at uh, getting into a, you know, MBA college and you know, having that uh, part of my journey. But yeah, I think every every uh, you know person has a destiny. I mean, and you know, uh, the person that we meet in our life. accompany us and you know take us to that that place uh, we can't keep finding those person they just happen to be in our life yes you know if we constantly search for them you might we might never you know get them uh, mm-hmm. if we are con- constant focused on what we believe is right we tend to find a lot of you know people in our uh, you know life that can add value and in our company as well yeah. so even the hirings that you know i have done the last 4 years uh i have spent good amount of time you know with those people knowing the you know them what kind of person they are mm-hmm. if they will be a right fit for my organization as well can they be the leader can they take this on their own right mm-hmm. without giving me giving them the instruction yeah. so for me that is very important that at least that uh time needs to be spent with them once you mm-hmm. announce that you know what this is right. so you get a lot of clarity Uh, on is the partnership going to work or not whether it will work or not you can't say that right from the beginning but at least you yes. get a hint that you know what i think we are moving in the right path right. so for people who are who are starting up uh, in the space of social entrepreneurship uh, it's not mandatory that you should have a partner though it's always you know good to have a partner because you know you share the load equally yeah it's very important that you connect with those people who are passionate about solving the same problem first of all Mm-hmm. if alignment is not towards solving the same problem uh, that wouldn't work out uh, secondly yeah. uh, if those two people who are going to join hand have different areas of expertise it will work amazing they complement each other because they complement each other i mean one yeah. thing you know what what i feel complement in our organization So Pratap comes with a background of you know what I what I said. I mean, he is fourteen years older to me, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know I am here. You know, twenty nine. So mm-hmm. there are a set of set of people who connect to me. There are a set of people who connect to him. Okay. So this way we complement each other in helping the organization grow. You know, very fast, right? Uh, in aligning whatever we are doing. So there are a lot of things that I learn from him. Uh, there are a lot of things that. you know i do on my own uh, in taking the organization to the next level 
so it's it's very important that both the partners who are there uh, you know hmm. they complement each other right so that's okay. very important you have to give time i mean it, you can't hurry in this uh, you know uh, specifically in this sector in the social development sector uh, hurrying wouldn't uh, give you good result i was wondering what made pratap you know agree to um, having you as a partner from just working as a volunteer i mean it's a, it's a big deal you know somebody is working as a volunteer and then you just include that person as your partner in the organization it's a big deal so you know what had happened during that time uh, there's one thing that i had told him that uh, you know pratap i'm thinking of joining you full time Hmm. i'm thinking of quitting my job and i'm hmm. thinking of joining you full time he hmm. just told me one thing if you have decided that this is what we want to do in life whether you work with me or not you will eventually do it mm-hmm. so it is not me who will decide whether you know you will be working with me or not it is it is you that who has to decide whether you want to work over here as well uh, with uh, in this organization or not right. because you know about the journey it's not another 9 to 5 job right if we run this it's up to us if we work at the end of the month we have revenue we can take care of ourselves but mm. this organization is more than the revenue it's about mm. having a fulfilling journey a lifelong journey because mm. our passion the mission that we are on to is very different from a typical organization it's not that at the end of the month we'll sit and see how much revenue we have made right. at the end of the month we will sit we will discuss how many portals we have fixed Nice. Right. So, nice. so that's going to be a very, very different journey. So, if you are convinced what you are uh, that you want to join over here, most welcome. So, this is this is what he, you know, he told me. Oh, I thought you were asking me at the end. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> like you were, con- it, it was like you were convincing me. Like, I'm like, you know, after talking to you, okay, I should also just start just filling the portals. <laughs> most welcome, please. <laughs> we I'm, I'm I'll be more than happy to have one representative from the north part of the country. Also <laughs> you're doing this only in Bangalore not in any other place right? So we have fixed portals in 10 cities as of now. New Delhi is also one of the city that we have fixed portals. Uh, okay. Uh, it depends upon the projects that we take up. Uh, so okay. I'll, I you know I would like to explain a little bit about how our organization works. Mm-hmm. Uh so we do public road portal fixing and road safety related activities using csr now csr okay. is corporate social responsibility yeah right where in you know, have to invest the profits that they have made in the development of the society and it can be any any issue that they would want to work with yeah uh, that's where we come into picture and this is one of the most unique uh, solutions that we provide uh, in mm. infrastructure upgrade of roads so that roads become more safer so depending mm. upon where the company is set up we mm-hmm. we can take up projects anywhere anywhere in the country so okay. in delhi we had done campaign with nissan uh, you know motors wherein you know uh, it was a campaign wherein we fixed portals first in bangalore then bombay and then we went to delhi okay. so like this we have done projects in uh, 10 cities as of now mm-hmm. and we have fixed now more than 11000 portals in the last 4 years okay so we also do end to end transformation projects at the same time i think uh, you know a lot of question lot of people I, i think you know i leave it to you uh, when you ask you said that you know a lot of people have questions about social entrepreneurship mm. let me see those questions 
possibly I'll answer how yeah, sure. the world of shooting is different. So one question I already asked you about, uh, like you came up with that about having a partner or, you know, even the mentor, like how should people find yeah. mentors if they start on the, on this, on this journey, you know, social entrepreneurship. So uh, having a mentor, I think uh, this is another in, very interesting, uh, you know, uh, thing that I figured out very very recently, maybe you know, two years back in my life, that I used to hear that a lot of people, you know, successful businessmen and all, they have a mentor in their life. Yeah. And I, I always used to, always used to wonder that. Uh, I mean, first of all, how do I find a mentor? Right? Mm. Uh, is is there a formal or informal way of finding a mentor? Uh, first of all, I believe that the person has to be ready uh, to understand that mentors in our life are very important. Uh, how much ever we are successful or I mean uh, I wouldn't say unsuccessful but whoever we are I think having yeah. a mentor is always a good thing yeah uh, it connects with so there are two kind of mentors in our life uh, mm-hmm. one who uh, would help us with our professional uh, life mm-hmm. and maybe another mentor who would help us in our personal life and both of them are very important yeah if I can find somebody who can who can be a you know combination of these two it it's, it's you know it's, it's the perfect mentor that we can have in our life it's mm-hmm. always good to have right. multiple mentors because you get to uh, get to know uh, multiple perspectives uh, who are specialists in their own field basically yeah specialists in the, their own field and they mm-hmm. have their experiences that uh, even that connects yeah uh, i got connected to one uh, you know such amazing person and i connected to him because he took one of our uh, so when i was doing my mba uh, in uh, development management uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of the professor uh, he uh, took a You completed from SPJN, right? From SPJN, yes. Right. So uh, there was one uh, session which talked about leadership uh, in this industry. And the entire session was dealt by telling us about Bhagavad Gita. Uh, about what? I, Bhagavad Gita. Oh. That how okay. Bhagavad Gita is over there and that entire incident. Everything is written over there. We just have to connect to them and, you know, just reflect in our life. And there we have the solution for each and every problem that we can imagine that we have. Right. Everything is written over there. Mm-hmm. I connected so much. Immediately I went out. I said, sir, will you be my mentor? Mm-hmm. I did not even have a second thought that I don't want this person in my life. I just went there and I asked him, sir, okay, will you be my mentor? And he said, yeah, of course. I mean, why not? And since then we are connected. Uh, any problem that I have in my life, I reach out to him. I mean, it's it's just a, you know, it's just a phone call away. Uh, mm-hmm. And every single time with any problem, whether whether that has been with my personal life, professional life, financial, anything, he will only tell me about how in Bhagavad Gita it is written and how can you implement that in, my, in your life. It nice. always connects. Nice. It just connects every single time. So, nice. you know, uh, that's how, you know, uh, and the reason why I connected with him because I somewhere I'm inclined towards the spirituality and the spiritual way of living. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things don't make sense if they don't have a logical sense. I don't really connect to them. I, mm-hmm. I don't believe in the beliefs that are going on. I want to understand the logic behind the belief. And mm-hmm. if I get that answer is then I convince that okay, this is how why it is. I mean, I mean, like one example is. We usually believe that cutting our nails during night time is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right? 
but who has asked this question that why is that we don't uh, why 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 that thing is not yeah yeah from where did it come who yeah. said that we can't cut right yeah so if you if you go back the hmm. possible reason that i you know I, i read a lot of articles and all they said that because in the past at night there was no electricity right so if people cut if you are cutting your nails at night you possibly might hurt yourself right right, right. that is the reason you are you don't cut at night but mm-hmm. you know that has become a belief now it yeah. is now it's a superstition uh, seen as a superstition right yeah so always challenge this so my parents are always worried about this you don't agree to anything that is happening around you always so definitely there has to be yeah there has to be a logical reason to whatever you know a thing is existing so we can't just blindly okay. believe on anything it's okay that yeah. that is how it has been but if that question comes in our head then we should be looking out for the answer for the logical answer for that and definitely. i remember from on this thing that you told me uh you know about the cutting nails that there's this um, there's this belief in some monks um that you know they need to keep cat along with them when they um when they do meditation somebody told me about it so i went into the depth of it and then i read that there was there was a monk a very famous monk in their community uh who basically tied up a cat whenever he meditated and the reason was that whenever he was meditating the cat used to come and sit in his lap so he used to get disturbed due to which he used to tie the cat so when that monk passed yeah. away the monks that came later on who who followed him they started getting the cats and then tying them up <laughs> <laughs> there was no cat that was coming to them but then it slowly became a sort of a superstition so it does happen we need to go to the depth of why things Correct. are the way they are yeah so, so that why is very important yeah okay with this i i come to the last question of today and the question is that um like you started this work um pothole raja and then pratap was also doing the same work did it ever occur to you that you know this is actually government's work and they should actually be doing it because we are paying so much of taxes and uh, why is there even a need of an enterprise to be formed to come out with a solution such as this i mean it's not, it's not something uh, for which you would require a very big technology i mean it's it's something very easy for the government right and it is doable as well so did it ever occur to you that the government should have been doing this already um my straight forward answer would be no uh the reason why i'm saying is uh, if we look into a you know the way our society functions we are talking uh, we are talking about an ideal society right which apparently does not exist in an ideal society uh, nobody should uh, sleep hungry uh, we should have a proper road we should have proper education uh, there shouldn't be any poverty uh, water should be there clean air should be there mm. unfortunately it does not exist uh, not in yeah. india not not anywhere in the in, in the entire in world absolutely first of all we have to agree that there is a problem and if we are living in the society we are also somewhere 
uh, involved in that problem and if we continue to be on the other side of the table which is complaining and cribbing right. i'm not saying these are not something we should have at the first place but the point is problems will continue to happen i mean yes. i'll give you one example in canada there are very few potholes over mm-hmm. there accidents happen because people over speed okay so even if after providing good roads accidents are happening mm-hmm. so one of the articles that i had read they had put a 3d image of potholes that people will look into that yeah even on. even i read that article <laughs> yeah yeah so even in the world wherein roads are appropriate accidents are happening so yeah. what i'm trying to say is i'm not denying that all these things have to be you know in place if we, mm-hmm. if i say that authority of the philanthropy is done in education space hmm. and we have a special component of tax that we pay every year for education says right yes. so majority of the fund is spent on uh, the government school uh, do we really need to go back and ask that you know what why good teachers are not there why the government schools are not in the right place right so if if you if we continue to debate on that side this debate is never going to end yeah but what we believe we should be doing is something that should be done and that's what we are also doing now i'll tell you why i i say so because if we had not thought about solving this problem we mm-hmm. wouldn't have come with the technology that we have as of now as of now we can we have all the portals that we have fixed we have a gps location gis based application where we have mapped the entire thing we have the entire history of which place has more portals those less portals from the location more portals are reported we possibly can do analytics and maybe forecast saying that you know what i think this location should should be taken up in the next year before the monsoon arrives mm-hmm. uh, if we were not in this space we would have never invented grid mat which is made out of 100% recycled plastic mm-hmm. now when we talk about that even the government is promoting startup culture because they know that from the problem the solution will arrive and that can be implemented on a large scale by the government itself mm-hmm. now we are getting calls from multiple municipalities uh, you know the uh, directly the cmo office of different different states mm-hmm. that they have been seeing portal and their solution from the last 5 years and they want to implement the same thing in their state to make their state portal free so now they're contacting really you that, yeah so does it mean that they're not capable of doing that the answer is no the thing is they are also looking at innovative solutions they are looking at nice. people who are solving you know problems in different spaces right again you know i'll i'll tell you this if the city transport facilities are appropriate would there ever be a need of taxi but we have ola and uber at our disposal right mm-hmm. so there can be enough arguments in and around that what should exist what shouldn't exist people will again question that you know this is a different business this is a different business ultimately if somebody is falling on a pothole and dying i can't see that happening pothole raja can't see that happening and this is what we are here to change that's really really that's nice what thoughts we... really nice thoughts saru and i have always uh, you know we mostly uh, read on social media in the comments section or even otherwise in the articles where uh, the youth is always complaining about why india is not perfect why it is not right this problem that problem and i and i wish that there are more people like you who won't crib about the whole thing but instead find solutions 
and work towards you know doing their karma because eventually yeah. karma is supreme <laughs> it did lead you to yeah. something doing something really great and it is really helping yeah. many people you know saving their lives probably and helping our nation at large so a lot of i wish a lot of success to you may you go ahead in your journey um thank you so much sir for being here we'll see you we'll see the audience next week thank you so much for listening to us thank you so much kashish it was uh, such a pleasure having uh, you know being here in this show. thank you so much for having me uh, my last you know uh, in a small little uh, sentence i mean in fact in this morning i was thinking about uh, this thing and i had uh, tweeted as well that mm-hmm. in the world full of problems be the problem solver <laughs>